Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. We are waiting for Jonathan Kite to um, to show up. That's what we're uh, that's what we're waiting for. So um, yeah, you there? Yo, John Kite connected to audio. The internet. Can you hear me? Um, yeah, baby. You look great. You know, just how do you like my fucking Bob Barker microphone? <laughs> I I want to know um, how much is the price of the of the showcase? <laughs> how much is the cabinet behind me? Dude, I wouldn't. There's not enough money you could uh, pay me to. Let me rephrase that. You don't have to pay me anything to, to host the prices right. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Dude, I didn't... Do you remember those, like, super rare ones when uh, when people would get... By the way, my look in this quarantine is a um, high school principal in an anime cartoon. <laughs> um, Oof. Um, would you pull up my, my Pornhub searches? Um, yeah, I, that's why I couldn't join earlier. I was like, <laughs> I'm like give me one second. I'm doing this um, I like yo, the hair. How, thanks, dude. Uh, how crazy was the one on prices right when people got both showcases? Oh, it was, by the way, what a great, fixed. uh, it was fixed. there's no, yeah, there's, it was mathematically impossible. Also the people that were always, uh, achieving that feat never seemed like the people that could pull it off. It, and let's be honest, more often than not, mm-hmm. you're guessing, you're just like, I don't know, man, a fucking jet ski. Do I look like the type of person that's going to go buy a jet ski? I'm here. I've drove across 19 states to try to win a fucking coffee table. So what I've about- I've in line, right. Yeah. You know how many fucking hand jobs I did uh, last night just to afford- the- Right now. <laughs> that's why I'm so good at spinning the wheel. <laughs> yeah, dude. They no people, uh, no person that ever pulled off the uh, the, the double showcase, what, you know, whatever that's called. Is there? There's got to be a term for it, right? The double down or the um, the showcase? Uh, the double penetration. There it is. Hold on, and, I'm going to Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> double penetration. Yeah, that uh, they they always seemed so shocked because it's a fucking guess at that point. Also, why do you think you know the person who ever won was always. Uh, you know, just a little bit closer than the person that lost. Like the person that went over, they're like, it'd be like a jet ski, a trip to Miami, you know, a pool table and a, and a, and a flat screen TV. And they were like, 
$90,000. And they're like, actual retail price, $11,260 for a difference of, oh, you're you know, 79 grand over. And then the other guy was like, you know, I don't know, 25 grand over. So by comparison. Well, the, the amount, I, I love it. It's like, um, you know, when you go to, uh, what is that, um, Antiques Roadshow or you see it on PBS? Yet to go live, like, but I want to. It's on the list. Oh, dude, it's like, you know, if you look at it and you're like, how much is this coin worth? And you're like, I, I think this is from the Civil War. And you're like, it's actually from uh, the amusement park ride. This, this, and it's worth even more. And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, other yeah. stuff, on, which was like, it's always like, a, it's always like a happy surprise. And Price is Right, it's always like, did you think that was like a, like a bicentennial pool table? Bro, that's like a pool table. Like, what are you <laughs> yeah, guessing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, or like the jet skis. They're like, this is not a limited edition Chuck Norris mustache lift ride on the front. This is a jet ski. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would love to, uh, there's got to be, Jeff Bridges, by the way, seems like the guy that could host an antique road show. But I feel like he'd always end up like, you know, complimenting some of the the high end shit that that yeah. he's presenting or been told, but always ends up one up with one upping it with like something he's got that he just didn't bring because he didn't want to like one up you. You know what I'm saying? You know what his catchphrase always is? Want to trade? <laughs> he's like that he's kid like, at lunch that saw something better. <laughs> he's like, man, I got a I, I, yeah, I got a snack pack here. Want to trade? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Jeff Bridges trying to barter at lunch. <laughs> Listen, man, I got I got the Dole Whip. Somehow he's got pineapple Dole Whip. Lloyd Bridges was just that kind of father. Wait, wait, let me be the kid that, that had. All right, so so I'll be me at lunch and you be Jeff. All right. What's up, Jeff? Hey, man. Uh, what uh, what you eating there? Oh, you know, just standard. What my mom made: PB and J, handy snack. Twinkie, okay. meatloaf you, sandwich. Uh, Wait, let me finish. You packed a big lunch. I'm a fat kid. Two, two, 2% milks, a chocolate milk, uh, a Hanson's apple juice, a Hanson's soda, a root beer float, and, uh, and two boxes of Dunkaroos and two boxes of top baseball cards just so I could get the gum inside and dip it in the Dunkaroos chocolate. What about those? Are those yours, the koala yummies? Uh, yeah, why? No, well, you didn't. You didn't mention them. I just, uh, I, uh, I just want to say, uh, you got a shopping cart here, man, of uh, of uh, of groceries. This is this is more than a, this is like a ten items or less kind of deal. But you're like going fifteen, and I'm going to tell you something right now. I, uh, I want to trade you. Okay. When I went for lunch, I got homemade jerky. Okay. <laughs> I got everything, man. I got all of the meats here. And he's got like a huge duster on. He's like, listen. Wait, is the opening of Jack <laughs> beef jerky just dead? <laughs> is that like, boy Alberto? Did you just get that from the store? See, si, senor. See, si. <laughs> uh, I got pincante. Uh, I got, I got all the salsa to dip it in, man. All I want are those Dunkaroos. Wait, is that a jar okay. of paste picante sauce? I mean, this side it is. <laughs> Where's it? The dippings. And no, I'm not wearing any clothes out <laughs> underneath. That's how I keep the jerky warm. I keep it to the heart. Body heat. <laughs> the body heat, man. Do you remember that? <laughs> made with love. Keep oh, it to the heart. Oh, God. I've got the dippings, by the way. It's never something you want anyone who's revealing their full naked body to say. The FBI is like, we got them. <laughs> 
Wait for him to say it. You know he'll say it, and that's our guy. I think we already got him, guys. He's at the school, and he's a grown man trying to barter snacks. Wait for the catchphrase. (laughs) Isn't that a giveaway? He's selling them out of a van. Yeah. (laughs) Yo, do you remember that Pace Pecani commercial? Yeah, where they were all around the campfire. Yeah, do you remember where they said it was made, and then they always would lose their New fucking New York City. Yeah, dude, they would lose their fucking minds. Is it because they were like in the wild, wild west? So the idea <clears throat> of getting something from there, or that it was made from there, was so crazy. Yeah, th- those city boys. They were so uh, unsupportive of the idea that salsa could be made in the biggest city in the world, where there probably were not a lot of Latinos back then. Yikes, you said it, I didn't. Boy, this quarantine has really just made you just... really bringing out the truth. (laughs) I'm here to promote my podcast, The Truth. (laughs) Dude, Um, you just reminded me of this stupid joke I had about, oh, I don't know, seven, eight months ago. Remember stand-up? And um, where I'd go, uh, I'd go, you know what, whoever you're voting for, just keep an open mind, you know, because... During these times, it's easy to get on a one-track way of thinking, get isolated in the way that you view the world. Just be open to other ways of, of doing things. I go, I was at Chipotle a few days ago. I heard this guy rummaging through his burrito with a lot of conviction. And at one point, he just goes, God damn it, this salsa sucks. See, I told you we need the wall. And I was like, all right. First of all, that is just so rude, ignorant, feeble-minded, and incorrect. You know what I'm saying? We all know it's the Filipinos that are fucking up the salsa. So get your facts straight before you start. A, and then people will kind of laugh. And then someone will go, oh, and I go, oh, it isn't true. Good night, everybody. <laughs> you ended on that. <laughs> Guys, I'm Adam Ray, and I'm running for president. I'm running on the platform of Filipino wall. <laughs> Who wants a dill pickle? <laughs> Build the wall around the Philippines. Wait, Trump, that's, I don't think, why? Because a lot of people don't know this, but we get, we get two things from the Philippines. Coronavirus. Well, that's. Salsa. I'm, I'm very well informed. Not a lot of people know that. Not a lot of people know that. What about kimchi? Kimchi is a woman <laughs> who does Melania's nails. She's so good. She's so good. By the way, where is Melania in all this? It's that is one thing that I'll never she might go down as I mean, hopefully she can write a book. Hopefully she can write. But there's something that I just I, I wanna I don't know, dude. I feel like there's there's a story to be told from oh, her sure. perspective that oh, yeah. that she can't do now because I bet he's alive. Uh, you're not joking, dude. Whether Oh. He, whether he just said it to her one night when he was just like, you say a fucking one word, I'll fucking shove this fucking number two pencil right up your crotch. Whatever he said, I don't know the, yeah, look, even that felt, that sounded a little abrasive when well, it started to like come. I you were reading that, that was the, uh, the transcript. <laughs> I was reading, <laughs> I was reading from my, uh, you know, your time capsule in fifth grade when you put Dude, all the I- things, all your future things you want to get to. I was reading the line that they, when the, cause there's a questionnaire, what do you want to be when you grow up? What's the one thing you want to say to that teacher that said that you couldn't do what you wanted to do? And mine was, I'll shove a number two pencil right up your crutch. For, to Mr. Tangan, my PE teacher, who said, you'll never be on a Zoom podcast with Jonathan Kite. So and he said, he said that and he said, you'll never be on the Supersonics. <laughs> yeah. And oh. that, I was oh, like, that's where I took most offense. I don't need it. What was his name? Mr. Tangan. What's he up to right now? For Probably. <laughs> can I be honest? He's joining the Zoom. Hold on. <laughs> oh, my God. I, oh, dude, 
I've had just enough booze that I feel like if he did join, I'd, I'd get choked up. I was on a Facebook Live about 10 days ago, and, all, and I, I, I hadn't done one in probably, I don't know if I've ever done one. The amount of people that start popping up from my past, you oh, get those past. Dude, Don Dalziel, who is that? Guess what? Former athletic director of my high school, former PE, former, <laughs> former PE teacher, his wife, uh, something Dalziel, forget her name. <laughs> Not important. That was so Trump of you. You're like, what was her name? Don't know her name. Not important. Something Dalziel. Something da- Mrs. Dalziel. Yo, but he got on and I got so fired up. Tangan probably, and not to bring the mood down, he, he might be six feet under. But this guy was... In a bunker? <laughs> I hope. In a bunker, hopefully sponsored by Tic Tacs. Because this guy... His breath was, dude, he used to do this thing. He wore the same 19, he wore a, a jacket from our middle school, I think from the day that it opened in 1972. It was like this old school, you know, um, what's the material? A very old school, like a jacket from like, the 70s that just, uh, velour, not velour, it was kind of shiny. Yes, yes. And shiny. And he wore the same tracksuit pants and sunglasses inside. And his skin looked like he went to the tanning bed and said, Give me the Don Johnson, but turn up the heat. And so his skin looked like you could, He's I don't like, know, man. the other guy. You're like, the other guy was black. Like, <laughs> yeah. You got it. He you wanted it. Now we're on the same page. He was like, I want NASCAR to, to uh, bid to uh, race cars on my face. I want it to be that material of just sturdy and, and you know, durable. You know the Indy 500? Yeah, I want to look like the track <laughs> dude you're not kidding <clears throat> and this guy's breath he'd get right up in your face when he wanted to give you a compliment which was such a you know a, conf- a you were always so conflicted because you're like i want the compliment because you're always so Isn't stern true, though? the guys who want to give the compliments always have the worst hygiene they're like had them oh i'm like had them <laughs> you're adding consonants halitosis <laughs> is a real thing can i be honest with you where does bad breath rank in your Red flags for a, a relationship or a friendship? Brother, if it's a friendship, I, I say right away. I go, dude, you got to take care of that. Oh, do you really? A woodland creature has died in your mold. <laughs> I was like, if you don't have insurance, like, get it. I get it. Not everybody has insurance. I feel like you would be that direct. You're good about that. With people, if you care about the person, right? Always, dude. I tell people about shit in their nose, their teeth. I don't let friends. You are good about that. I think you did that. Um, where were we? I don't know where we were, but I feel like you have done that for me, a thing with the teeth. And you did it, and it was like not even – and here's the thing, too. Be secure enough to let somebody do that to you. And then it was such a brush off, and then we even made a joke about it. And uh, But, dude – It's a the, help, by the way. It's a help. Oh, yeah. And how often do you do people, when they have had something in their mouth, and you go a whole evening, and then you get home and see it, and you start racking your brain of the people that you know saw it and didn't it say anything? There. You're like, you oh. son of a... Now, all of a sudden, they're on your shit list, you know? They're literally... They're, there's like a manifesto that I've been writing. You're like, dude, I'm going to fucking... Something Dalziel is going down for not Mrs. telling me... Dalziel's husband. <laughs> Wait, so you were saying, so you're... He so had, Tangan, he had bad uh, breath, but he was... What uh, was his name? What was his name? I mean, Mr. Tangan, but I don't know... Tangan. I don't... T-A-N-G-E-N. I don't remember what his first name was. Rob? <laughs> His first name's not important, with a name like Tangan, you no, only dude. <laughs> Yeah, dude. <laughs> hey, Tangan! I think we'd call him Coach T. We also, and then the freshman basketball coach that was below him was Mr. Oster. 
And we used to make fun of this kid. We used to make fun of this kid named J.P. Pritchett because he would go, Mr. Oscar, Mr. Oscar. <laughs> and his name was Mr. Oster. O-S-T-E-R. He wouldn't even respond to him. And he's like, this teacher hates me. And they're like, no, he thinks you're talking to somebody else. <laughs> and Mr. Oster always wore shirts that didn't fit and a belt that was way too tight. And his belly just hung over it like Mr. Potato Head trying to squeeze out of a fucking, you know, Togo's at two in the morning. And, uh, and he had a, a ponytail and glasses. And he, had a vo- and he had a voice like this. I'll never forget it. I was like, did we, did, we go, did we go to Sesame Street to get a fucking seventh grade basketball teacher? Oh I was like, did God. this guy lose out to fucking Gordon for the, uh, the role of guy who lived with the Muppets? Uh, he, he's, he was pissed. He was like, I wasn't supposed to be here. I uh, was out of veil. Wow, that voice is very close to what he sounded like. I pull it off. I go, Adam, our friendship the entire time. I've been trying <laughs> Mr. to Mr. Oster. And I go, oh, Mr. Oscar. Mr. Oscar. Mr. Oscar. I'm both guys. You know what's Wait. crazy? We had a guy. We had a guy in. Um, Who was yours? His name. You can't be drinking when I tell you this. His real name was Ken Lumpa. <laughs> Mr. Lumpa. That's real. Mr. Lumpa. And I'm going to tell you something right now. He looked exactly like you think a gym teacher. So he had the he had the face of a Ken doll, okay. like the cleft chin, everything. But all of the his polo shirts oh, no. were this, and no. he had the shortest shorts, the high socks, and the white shoes. Yeah, like he was that guy. Damn heart, it. heart in the hair, eyes that you could see your dreams in. I digress. But he was, <laughs> um, but he had like Mister Lumpa was his name. The thing about Facebook, by the way, I'm going to tell you this. This, you know what this quarantine is? This quarantine is what Facebook was supposed to be. Like Facebook existed so that you could check in with people, but it got so annoying because it felt like just because I went to high school with you doesn't mean I like am interested in your pyramid scheme. And so you sort of learned all of the bad things about people. Yeah. Like with all that good, because we're about the same age. And so yep. I remember like, when Facebook came out, it was around my 10 year, or like when it was really getting going, the 10 year high school reunion. And that was really fun. And like, you wanted to connect with them for those purposes. Like, I feel like, you know, like when I check in with you or you check in with me or we check in with our friends, you know, who's like really important in your yep, life, yep. which I think is the cool thing about Facebook that that's it what is. it sort of was designed. <clears throat> yeah. But then you get like, oh damn, you're like this guy and his cult. I have to, I'm, they're like in my feed now or they're like, you know, their political views and people are just getting into fights and it's become like a Reddit, like the, but for people, you know. Right. Yeah. It's the amount of, unfortunately in the last two days, I've had to get off it because of that, of, of just posting, you know, um, political stuff. Also, it's like, I've got some family members extended and close that share views. Most of my close immediate family has similar political views. Yeah. Um, and then there's some that I just don't keep in touch with really that are still they'll it's funny when you don't talk and I just blocked some kid four days ago who booked me and Adam Hunter and Eric Griffin had a show in Fargo North Dakota probably when I was three years in the stand-up and I uh by the way shout out good crew the three of you guys those oh, was are a, comics. it was a great show yeah and yeah. um I remember I, dude, I ran the light by must maybe 15 minutes, which was, I felt so bad about. And Eric Griffin went last and he just made fun of me for the first 10 minutes I was on stage, which was all great. But it was, it was a, a fun gig and it was whatever this kid just had 
been following us online and just was like, I'm going to put together a show. And he brought us three. So I haven't talked to this kid since then, dude. That's what, almost 10 years ago? Yeah. Uh, he's got a very conservative, just fucking. Oh, so you're following each other on Facebook because yeah, of that. Yeah, I think so, but haven't shared any dialogue, of dude. Of course. And you I've made notice it. It was not even on your radar. Yeah, and I've made some very just raw posts recently just from things that have come up from from uh, from DT, and I was, like, not being bashful about it, and, uh, and I don't care. And, and I get things, you know, messages and people being like, you just lost a fan. Stick to comedy. I'm like, fuck off. Don't care. See ya. You know, and look, I think – but by the way, on that point alone, like the, you're not, you're a human first. Yeah. And a comedian is what you do for a living. Yeah. So like, this is not, you're not like a, a robotic meme page where there's just like, whatever, like you, you're entitled. Everything is like you as a person. I also so hate like, when people go stick to comedy and they, yeah, they get off, like, they want to dictate, like, this is what you do. And this is what I get from you. So right. free. So don't fucking. Don't fucking try to do other stuff. It's like, well, then just don't look at it. Or again, like, don't agree with it. It's like, I have people in my life that I can separate and go, oh, we don't agree on that, but I love a lot of other things about you. So I'm going to focus yeah. on that stuff. And let's just never discuss that, the stuff that actually is going to create some sort of a distance between us. Hey guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. Hope you're enjoying the episode. Man, it's good to be back. And you know what? The best part about being back is sharing the goodies with you, the fans. I love candles, okay? You know from listening to this podcast, we've always had candles living around the apartment and now my new place. And um, I'm tired of buying the bullshit candles from the store. I want some personal touch. I want something handmade. So that's why I found Hangover Candle Company. That's right. Homemade by a bartender in Fort Collins, Colorado. He's a big comedy fan, podcast fan, reached out, said, I love the pod, would love to some, send you some candles. I'm like, I'm not comfy giving you my address. He's like, come on, trust me. I was like, all right, let's roll the dice. Boom. Now I've got fucking 40 different flavors of Hangover Candle Company candles in my place. Um, they're cut, sanded, poured, packed, and shipped, all by him. Um, and you can choose from over 200 different containers, okay, to build your candle in, and over 40 different scents to create your own uh, smell. You can customize your own scents. Shit, man, they've got flavors like uh, fucking root beer, apple pie, cinnamon stick, coffee, fresh cut grass, uh, hazelnut, lavender, leather, maple syrup, peach, pine, sandalwood, spearmint, sea breeze, vanilla bean, watermelon. Go to Hangover Candle Co. Uh, on Etsy, okay? Go to Etsy, type in Hangover Candle Co. It'll pop up at the shop and then pick your candles, and then use the promo code ALN25 at checkout to get 25% off your first order. 25%. Hangover Candle Co. is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, but again, go to Etsy, type in Hangover Candle Co., find the candles and the smells you want, create your own, and then use ALN25 at checkout to get 25% off your first order. I love candles. They're great for any occasions, bar mitzvahs, circumcisions, uh, fucking weddings, funerals, gender reveal parties, uh, divorce parties, uh, coming out parties, coming in parties, coming parties. These candles are the shit, and they're my fave, and I want you guys to have them. So type in Etsy.com, and then type in Hangover Candle Co., and, uh, and pick your candles and use ALN25 at checkout for 25% off. All right? Start smelling better. Start looking better. Start feeling better, okay? Because everybody farts, and candles are a great way to get rid of that. And now back to the episode. This kid went off on me. Then I started deleting all his comments because you can do that. You're like, you're commenting on my page. I can delete all your shit. I kind of, you know, it's like you spit in my soup, so I poured it out, you know? Is that yeah. the saying? Yeah. <clears throat> you just now. 
You jizzed in my bathtub, so I moved. You shat in my cereal. <laughs> so I got another spoon. <laughs> so I will, you ever see that scene in Police Academy? When he poops in the cereal, the cat does. And the guy like takes the poop out and he flicks it at the cat. And then he looks at Steve Gutenberg and he goes, you want some? And then he goes, I just ate. <laughs> and he just like. That's a good Gutenberg. That's a good Guten. Hey, are you Guten free? Are you Guten free these days? <laughs> That's what Hollywood said. <laughs> that would have not. There was no oh, reason. I'm, such a, I'm dude. such a fan of this. <laughs> no. I'm not, Guess Police what, dude? Academy, people who know this about me, <sighs> Police Academy, I think those movies are fucking genius. They are. Like, I truly am. I like, would love to get high and rewatch one with you. <clears throat> I would love that. And do commentary. <clears throat> if you and I could host some sort of like rewatch the way that Bill Simmons has the rewatchables, but actually watch the stuff and have us in the corner and do commentary on them the way people do with gaming and, and Twitch. hundred percent. We should maybe once we get back in, uh, in the same city or whatever, we should try to do one of those. We could maybe even do it like this, but, um, but yeah, dude, those movies were genius, but here's the thing, dude, you don't turn away from a, I basically lobbed the ball up, even put a trampoline underneath your leg so you could fucking, make sure that you're at the exact height to be able to slam it what are you gonna do oh no i'm stretching right now yeah <laughs> gluten free that's what hollywood says they go we're all good dude we're actually allergic we're allergic to gluten Ooh, sorry we're cutting back we're gluten free <laughs> oh wow my, my old manager who <laughs> a good dude and um we him and i we're got him and I got a little too close, but he repped Gutenberg at one point. And I remember being very turned on by that. Like very, I was like, fuck yeah. Cause why not? People, Three men and a baby love- police Academy. <clears throat> he was like, I'm pitching shows with Steve Gutenberg. Now looking back in hindsight, I should be like, wow, I can't believe I was there another two years after that. That being said, that's not, that wasn't the red flag when he would tell me, Hey man, I'll get into your script next week. I'm going to Joshua tree to do ecstasy. That probably should have been when I go, Oh, cool. And then you'll jump back into my career on Monday? All right. <laughs> With but, a clear uh, head? Oh, dude. I saw him at a wedding about a year ago, and we just we were both hammered. And I still had enough wherewithal to be like, don't get emotional drunk and be like, we had some good times. Remember Gutenberg? Remember how excited I was for you about that? He's I- here. <laughs> he was my plus one. <laughs> I was going to say, he's catering. So, yeah, it's the emotional drunk uh, side of everyone is I think there's a good and a bad to it. There's been times when I think I've I've found myself letting a, you know, it, it, it enables you to let your guard down and probably have more fun in, in you know, um, instances where you might have a little more judgment. But I definitely think and I always want to lean towards the side that's going to put on that hat of like, who cares that this guy fucking fucked your sister and now you're weird example but this that this guy was that your speech at the wedding look all i'm saying is jeff and lisa you guys are gonna live a great life who cares that i fucked your sister huh it's carl and cheryl oh wrong wedding hey either way two people that are looking to get it on so and if they want a third (laughs) everyone raise their cake (laughs) <laughs> Dick, whoa. All right, you know what? I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Gutenberg. Gutenberg knows what I'm talking about. Even he's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah. he goes, no, he looks at you and he goes, I just ate. <laughs> he 
the same line from that person. Interesting. Yo, is there an actor that you're, um, so we talked about on, on your last appearance, the uh, Jamie Foxx show that uh, you guys will resume, presumably in the next few months, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. A thousand percent. Um, yeah. So and uh, is there an actor that you're hoping guest stars on it now that you're in this group of people? You know, Jamie Foxx, everybody knows and loves him. I feel like he's got, he's got, you know, sometimes when you start to, and now you're going to be even closer to this and a part of it, and you already have, like, been to his house and shit, but, like, you know, when you listen to, like, Jamie Foxx on Rogan talk about house parties and talk about the people, he gives, like, an, a little bit of an insight into, like, what his life is actually, because you look at it Oh, dude, I've been, far, to I've been to those house okay. parties. Yeah, and it's just madness, right? People that They're you were, so... you're like, I don't even know. When you, when you see it, you're like, of course you're friends with this person. But on the day-to-day, -day, it's not like those people are posting on Instagram, like, hey, by the way, here's all the people that are in my circle or in my phone book. But when you're there, it's it's a little bit like um, I look like someone who, like, they're all a lot of his friends have known each other for they've known you know he's really been somebody who's so loyal and so um, he takes care of everybody. He's like the most generous person you'll ever meet, and so everybody, a lot of his friends have been there forever. And like he, you know, his crew is the same and everything. Um, and uh, and I'll be there, and I think to myself, like, like I'll just be like hanging out with a bunch of people, and then I remember like Denzel Washington like walked in, and like high five Jamie, and then like they like you know hugged it out, and they were laughing about a story, and I was just like, I look like a a, a reporter that's been like sent to cover Hollywood. Wow. Where I'm like, who, who just showed up? Denzel. Like everybody there, and it's they're fun. Like they. Everyone is having the best time, and the music is crazy. He's the ultimate host, yep. He is. That is the best way. He is the ultimate host. He really is. And he'll, he'll be like, guys, one time we were at the, um, this club downtown, and um, we were on, like, I was off stage, but, like, with like, everybody that we all kind of came together, and somebody was playing a Busta Rhyme song, and Busta was there, and Jamie grabs the mic, and he was like, nah, man. He's like, we're not going to listen to this. He's like, get on. And then he like called Busta out, like in a positive way. And Busta got on stage and did the song. And oh, it was my God, dude. Because so no, he didn't want to let him down, huh? Dude, he, well, you know, you, the room, by the way, it was super, like, it was private, but it wasn't like people didn't have their phones out. The place was packed. Yeah. And, and he was like, and Busta was there and he had a drink and he was with friends. And he's like, nah, man, I'm not getting up. And he, and they, have, of course, have, it's, you know, they've known each other forever. And he was like, man, get up here, do this. Like, and he did it. And he, he rapped so fast. Never, not one. I'm telling you, swear to God, no, no mistakes. Verbatim. I mean, he, it was like mind blowing to be that close to somebody who's like, cold. it's like Eminem, right? Like if you were to be like, hey, Eminem, yep. come do your song where you yep. have to rap at speed in the middle of nowhere. But anyway, like you said, you're right. He's like the greatest. He's the best host. Do uh, do you, do you think there's someone in his um, I don't know, in his circle that you haven't met that might pop up one day, and he'll be like, you'll see like in the script, like, oh, I wrote a part for this guy, like, or do you feel like you just kind of assume that anyone he wants he's going to reach out to? But like, is there somebody that you personally now from being around him know that might be in his uh? you know, realm of possibility that you're like, dude, I hope that he- Well, you know, I really, I've only got to meet this guy once because you know he's like one of my idols, but uh, Robert Downey Jr. And uh, 
he I met him at um at a, a birthday party, and I'm I know that they're obviously really close, and and um they've worked together before in a couple. And they did the uh, the movie the um the violence solos. I love that movie. That movie was, I mean, that movie was incredible. That's like that's one of his best perform both their best performances. And then they did this other movie that um uh was called All Star Weekend. That uh, has I, it come out yet? yet? It hasn't come out yet. Why? It hasn't. But I, because I know it's in it too. I think right. Yeah, it's it a big it's, part. I think you've I've, seen it. I yeah, I've seen I've seen clips like Jamie plays Stephen A. Smith, but he doesn't play. It's a Stephen A. Smith character. Dude, he opens the movie. It is so funny, and he and he's doing. He's like in the ball gap, and the dude, it's it's really funny. So it's it, really funny. That's amazing. What a great, by the way, time of um, you know for a sporting event to cover and try to just you know make a movie out of. That weekend is oh, always so yeah. <clears throat> so bonkers. Is there? A, well, you did, you did All Star Weekend. Like, what was it? I'm sure you. Yeah, but not the way me. not the way that those guys. And by the way, Jamie, it's so funny, man. He um. It's so funny that weekend we were sitting there in the lobby. Is that All Star Saturday night? And um, my buddies from Seattle uh, had come out, and we're all sitting in the hotel lobby. And Brad and I, and and um, and uh, we took we walked back in, took tequila shots with Guy Fieri, and then we go over and we're just sitting at the table, just kind of like soaking it up. And people are coming through, and and um, fuck, I forget his name. The guy he was on our team who. Um, uh, was the one who who disarmed the Waffle House shooter, um, James James something. Oh yeah, something Dalziel. Anyway, James, it, what fucking a hero, but the best. And he was we're yeah. hanging out. He's telling us kind of recounting moments from that day. Hassan comes over and is kicking it. Um, Common was there, and then all of a sudden Jamie Fox walks in, and my two buddies from Seattle are one of them's very chill, and <clears throat> the other one has three kids and is married and has gotten to do some cool shit with me, but still has have not. Have I met these guys? <clears throat> you might have. Were they, were they sitting upstairs at Laugh Factory when we were performing? Yes. And remember, they, they, yeah, because they love you, because they love the podcast. So they were like, yes, Great. I introduced you to yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah, awesome. good call. Yeah, and they just, you know, they think you're a god. And so they uh, were sitting there, and Jamie walks through, and one of them just goes, Jamie Fox, And Jamie was like, what's up, what's up? And just turns, immediately just turns and was like, and, and I was so impressed because it was like, somebody just screamed his name, but instead of it continuing to walk, he just goes, what's up, what's up? And then made eye contact. He quickly kind of surveyed all 10 of us at the table. And then some of my buddies who were wearing all Sonics gear, he came over, he gave them high fives, gave one of them dabs. They were like, what's up? I was like, hey, what's up? Brad and I just played in the game. He's like, oh shit, that's what's up. And then he goes, I like that Sonics gear. Gave us a moment and then fucking kept it moving. And I was like, wow, dude. You know, like, and they were, and my buddy was just like, and then he got up. He's like, I'm going to go ask him for a picture. I go, sit the fuck down. He came over and said, what up? <laughs> He's just like, all right, all right. I go, I just want to see if he'll come sign this loan. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and prior to that, I, Guy Fieri was like, I got to go upstairs and cook dinner for some friends on the roof. And we're like, oh, what friends? He's like, ah, it's friends. And then when they walk through and then I see him walk right over to Guy and they all went upstairs. I was like, oh, man, of course. Like, you dude, know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> I but, love Guy That Fieri. was real cool, man. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> dude, his, I love diners, uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. Yeah. yeah that show was awesome. He, dude, that guy. Uh, Did he play in the game with you? Guy Fieri? No, but he's a huge NBA fan. Yeah, he's in every no, All-Star game. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's why I wonder. He, he's at every All-Star game. And I don't want to judge his physique and say he's not probably, you know, uh, able-bodied, but because Dr. Oz was out there fucking throwing bows and, and uh, stop dropping and rolling. But um, Who got yeah. MVP at the game for you? Famous, famous Los. He's like an Instagram influencer. Was he, was he good, good, or no? Yeah, he had like 32 points. Him and Quavo, who's a member of uh, Migos, wow. they yeah, both yeah. just shot the ball every yeah. time. And then there was even a moment where Hassan, we've talked about this, where at the end of the game, we were down by like six. Ray Allen, you know, everyone's just trying to get the ball to Ray Allen so we can fucking, uh, you know, try to uh, make a comeback. And Hassan, on two different possessions, shot the three when Ray was open. And we're all on the sidelines just going fucking nuts. Like, dude, the all-time leading three-point shooter is right there. And if, if, by the way, you know what you would have, I was thinking, I go, hey, man, if LeBron can hand it to him last minute, so can you. Whoa. Oh, yeah, dude. Come on, dude. Good point. Yeah. Um, are you, I've been talking to people recently who are starting to get a little down. By the way, how's my audio? Am I coming through okay? You are coming through okay. Yeah. It's and you getting, look good, too. Oh, thanks, man. Is that a like this lighting? The lighting is always weird in uh, in our homes because we're we're obviously we're not used to it. We always so a lot of this like Zoom stuff. I'm sort of like fucking with the lighting in my place. Well, I'm also fishing for a compliment. I'm trying to eat really good while I'm on this uh, quarantine. I need to probably shed about I don't know ten to twelve pounds, and I'm gonna try to do it over this quarantine. <clears throat> You're always so slim and svelte. About six or seven pounds. So I have a pair of pants that I bought right before. We went into lockdown. They yeah. were like, they were um, way too expensive and uh, very fancy. And I had yeah, you've got you've got a lot of cool pants. Now I was fishing for a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, uh, I took that bait, dude. I was like, uh, so I've got one pair, or do I have? <laughs> yes, many pairs. Thank you, Adam. So um, uh, I'm like, oh, hold on. <laughs> so I um I. I love these pants and they're not like they made them a very specific kind of their dress pants. And I tried them on every night before I go to bed because I'm like, I'm not going to gain weight. Like I want to make sure that I, wow. That's like your scale. It it is my scale. Someone's like, why don't you weigh yourself? I'm like, I don't have a scale and uh, I don't want to like buy one for the quarantine, but um, I'm being very conscious. Like before, when you were, when you texted me earlier, I just went on a um, five or six mile uh, walk like by myself great right from, my, from here to beverly hills and back and um yeah it's great i need it i need to like keep but you were saying people in quarantine they're like getting <clears throat> sad well getting outside dude uh, you know man and i went on a bike ride today and uh for about you know, same thing about four or five Love miles that. and I, you know grant also arizona was just a lot more is it sounds a little spotty on my end am i, am I good or is it breaking up on your end i'm here i'm hearing you just fine okay great um but dude if i don't have the outside is a uh, an option. I'll, I go fucking nuts, and this is why I think we're staying here as long as we are. But um, I've been talking to some comics who are like starting to get a little um, starting to get a little worried that stand up is not even as one of them says come back. And I'm like, I think that might be jumping to uh, conclusions that we don't have to yet. But she was definitely more concerned than I've experience thus far but i also you know share that sentiment throughout the day in certain moments where i do get today was definitely tougher for me to wake up and thank god i 
went outside and did that bike ride because today was going to feel like a wash for me because I was just like, I absorbed too much news too early and too late. And then I woke up just kind of like not feeling it and, and being like, what am I getting up for today? You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's why I was like, man, I got to, and then thank God you were, uh, you know, uh, uh, willing and, and this is why I love you to jump on and do this because I was like, gotta set, I gotta have a, and, and you know, walk, bike ride, something you have to every day go have something to, yeah. whether it's for you or f- that it's accessing uh, and flexing the creative muscle. But like, you know, um, yeah, dude, it's, it's, that's the one thing that I get from most comics um is the uh the lack of structure and the uh oh yeah the 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 heightened expectation of that your day should just because a lot of people are just thankfully we do other shit but there's a lot of people that are just doing stand-up so it's like you know they're finding ways to create content which is great but that only fills you so much man like a couple instagram posts or whatever you're doing like i loved posting that clip of us from uh the live the other night did you see that how great was that Giamatti, people were loving it and that was really fun to do that and then to go through and find that and do it but then it's all like you know as anything in this business is it's a it's it's here it's and then it's there it's man bleeding. it's a fart in the wind so it's finding yeah. more sustainable stuff and it's not enough for me to go oh i can't wait to watch that show tonight that doesn't like that doesn't i don't yeah i'll tell you this i um for, so i started doing just coming up with things about my life that I thought, well, what did I want to do? Cause you know, like I started doing stand up later in life. I had gotten two broke girls and then, you know, I sort of had that summer off in between season one or two. Right. And I, I think, I think on anybody's deathbed or, or whatever, when, when something happens you go, Oh, why did you never get a chance to visit, you know, China or whatever. And now maybe the coronavirus, but you know, back then you would have said like, I didn't have the time or I didn't take the time. Right. And so I used that mentality when I got two broke girls to say, what have I always wanted to do that I said I didn't have the time for? And it was stand-up. So I threw myself into stand-up this summer in between seasons one and two of Broke Girls. Same with this time right now. I actually, um, I uploaded episode one. I said this on Friday and I'm editing episode two tomorrow of my talk show, The Lockdown Crack-Up. With yeah, Jonathan. yeah, yeah. So I wanted, I'm producing my own television show out of my apartment by myself. And so like, I'm not even kidding you. Here's my Trump hat that is sitting next to me. That just is the, a makeshift, make America great again. And so like, I'm doing Trump and like, I have all of these, I was going to wear this the other day on your show, but it's like a sleeveless. It's an 88, a Los Angeles Olympic shirt. Oh that's my like, God. It's this tight. Um, and uh, it's more of a coach lumpa. How tight? Lumpa tight. So, um, <laughs> but, but for me, like I'm trying to, to, to flex my creative muscle in a way that I've never done it before because yeah. it's allowing me to open up and it's having me reach out, um, which I would anyway, because I'm very, I'm like you, I'm very social. My, my, my friend group and I are very communicative and it's wonderful. And so I'll literally FaceTime them and be like, let me run these jokes by you. So there's so much of a normalcy that I'm bring, trying to bring to my life, whether it's the walking, whether it's the whatever, because the truth is stand up will never go away. We are yeah. going to have, people are going to want to go out. People are going to be tired of eating their own cooking when this is all done. They're going to want to go out and be social and they're going to want to laugh. I think that we are going to have a responsibility 
yeah. that I think we all gladly take upon our shoulders yeah. to bring to bring the joy back that people, I think were, it, it didn't get lost during this time, but I think it's just, it's faded a little bit as yeah. other things need to be more important in the forefront of our minds. Yeah, that's, yeah, you're exactly right, dude. Um, well, we are, we are getting to a, uh, a point on, so Zoom can record for 40 minutes and then I think it shuts off. So in the, right away. I don't know. Like, Let me tell you the secret of life. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I do want to close out um, with a uh, couple quick questions for some of my favorite dudes. Um, Seth Rogen, what have you been doing during quarantine? Is it, uh, do you enjoy the downtime? Have you been smoking more pot? Have you been finding hey, new hey, I'm sorry, what? What, what? what do you mean quarantine? Uh, oh, there's a, vi a virus out there right now that's killing lots of people, so we've been uh, asked to stay inside. What? When did this happen? I'm, uh, I'll be totally honest with you. I, uh, I've been doing this challenge that I saw on Instagram. Uh, try to smoke uh, 40 blunts in 40 minutes. And uh, hey, 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 I, I have actually been asleep like a bear in the winter for hibernating. I just got up. <laughs> I am not aware of anything. All right. Well, good to know. Well, maybe, Tom Hanks, I know that you are big on the Instagram challenges. Have you done the push-up challenge? Well, uh, you, uh, I'm doing it right now. I, uh, I'm never not working out. You know, <laughs> oh, Rita and I, she's doing it too. Or as they said, <laughs> one arm push up. I'm doing it. I never stop. <laughs> I never stop. Oh, behind the back? Okay. You call your wife by her first name in your house, huh? Well, yeah, I do. I call her Mrs. Hanks. <laughs> Paul Giamatti, I know you're big on home workouts. What's, uh, what's one thing you've been doing that people could maybe take a page from? Well, I've been locked out of my house for the past week. And I can't get a locksmith to come over here. So I've been living in the bushes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that was a scorpion I heard. Well, it, it was. I am a Scorpio. Well, and I was well, in there just going through the old trash of Trader Joe's. Yeah, because I, I heard a scorpion scream at like 3 in the morning. And I, I was like, I can't believe I, there's a talking insect in Arizona. But that was you. What did you say again from the bushes? I'm trying to pass this kidney stone. I got that going on too. Not good. Not good. Do you think you'll be making an appearance on the Jonathan Kite talk show? No, oh, probably. Probably. If I can never find in there, I've probably got a lot of missed calls. I'm very popular. I'm very popular, but I left my fucking phone inside. So I can't even call a locksmith. I feel, <laughs> I feel I'm like I'm going right now. There should be a, uh, I mean, dude, are you going to have all these, uh, you're going to make way for these, uh, these guys to, to make appearances on the show in some way. Yeah, form I or... mean, I, it's funny. Uh, the next one, the next I'm writing episode three tonight. I'm yeah. eating dinner and writing episode three. Good. And I think I'm going to try to film Tuesday. And Good. I think Ryan Reynolds, it's going to be Ryan Reynolds that is, is going to I love it. I love it. Well, if you want me to pop in and do like Dr. Phil from the wall or whatever we talked about, we should figure that out. I'll just send you something. Dude, that would be amazing. Yeah. Okay. 100%. Okay. Let's, we'll talk about it off this, but okay. we'll figure something out. All right. I love you. Stay I safe. You, I'll, talk, I'll, I'll call you later and we'll just chat. Okay. I love that, dude. All right. Bye, Johnny. Take care.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.